<laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the new ringtone. Yeah, you're not going to start the whole show. With it's that. too late. I've started the show. Welcome to Beer 30 Live, everybody. That's my new ringtone. Hello, Superman. And actually, when, when Kira calls, uh, my wife, oh, we got a little interference there. When Kira calls, it's the love theme. It's, it's really quite the beautiful. Theme for Superman. Oh, well, I was saying it was like from the Love Boat or yeah, something. Like, the love are you guys, are both of you totally retarded? Right. Totally yeah, retarded. Me, what? Give me a break. Yeah, uh, how is everybody? Like this is okay. This is I am Pete Wright. It is, uh, and I'm sitting here with uh, I uh, almost shocked that we're in the same room together. Shane Corsetti. Yes. Welcome uh, back, yeah. Shane. Thank We're you for coming. It's I mean, it, it has been. Uh, it's Shane been. is uh, on on tour promoting his uh, most recent <coughs> thing, and uh, happened to stop by and visit <laughs> yes. us today. Yes, thank you for having me on. The Direct show. from yes. Amsterdam. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. somewhere. And uh, Jamie Whitley. It's good to be back again. Sorry. Of JamieWhitley.com. Or .net? James Whitley.net. James Whitley.net. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back to the... Well, I told you guys, it's, it's trying to be a little more formal. We have some other people accompanying James and Jamie, I mean, so you're trying not to get mixed, you know, mixed up and stuff. You get confused a lot with your Yeah, other... I get confused. I'm a little gender confused in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> I look at them and go, are you me or am I you? <laughs> um, you know, we, we, don't, uh, we don't have a, another guest uh, today. It's just us, but we have lots of good things to talk about. And Mary's not here. And Mary's not here. That's the big yeah, news. That's the yeah. uh, big. Big news. Big. Soon to be smaller. Yes. Uh, Mary, uh, she called us uh, the other day. She said she went to the doctor and that they uh, said. She's uh, like uh, 35 weeks. Or yeah, 35, some, somewhere yeah. 35-ish, and has been told she can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. that baby's coming. So congratulations almost to uh, well, we should Mary. hear any time. Yeah, we, we don't should. know. It could Maybe be today. Yeah, yeah. We'll, hear the, we'll hear during the, the show. Theme. I saw her last night, and uh, she said she's ready. She's <laughs> not bet, ready. I'll bet she is. You know, they're not ready for it because right. she's early. But but not day, so early. I mean, not so early that right. it's dangerous it's, or anything, right? Well, yeah, I think four early. weeks. Yeah. I mean, Xander was early, too. Yeah, it was, her yeah. first yeah. child was, was born right around 34 weeks, I think. So. She, it's... It's probably because she doesn't eat enough frickin' meat, you know? All she eats are vegetables and stuff, and it just kills her body. You're pre- preaching to the safe, yeah. man. Preaching to the safe. She needs, like, you know, eat a burger or something. Yeah. A meaty burger. Yeah. Bunless without <laughs> meaty Yeah, burger. exactly. With a meat bun. Yeah. Just a hamburger with a pork bun <laughs> and bacon. Bacon for your lettuce. Mmm. So this is the man. I want sausage fries. (laughs) I get some sausage fries, and I want them deep fried in beer (laughs) and bacon. Hey, they do have those, though, right? So I told you guys the other day. I went to uh, the Def Leppard concert, and and I got out, and it was like one a.m. or something, and. Burger King's open 24 hours a day, so I stopped by. They did the little chicken fry thing. Yeah, See, chicken fries. Yeah, that was oh, too bad. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, little fry-shaped pieces of chicken. That now, that is something that goes with what Def Leppard. <laughs> chicken fries. Chicken fries and Def Leppard. What part of the chicken is the chicken? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> okay, so... Didn't ask that question. So, us, so, so, Dish, man, how was the concert? You know, the concert is really good. Actually, the the first band was Sticks. Uh you know, <sighs> Those guys, yeah, thirty Man. years. So they're they were celebrating their thirty year anniversary, uh, July seventh, two thousand and seven. So I guess they did like their first show. Our first record came out on July seventh, seventeen seventy seven. So they were they were pretty awesome, and they were they were very good. I was very I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect a whole lot. And then Def Leppard came on, and they're 
They're great. They had this huge LCD screen in the back, and it was just phenomenal. But like one of the big, like thirty-inch ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, probably like ninety feet by forty feet. I mean, it was huge. I mean, it, it, it was pretty amazing. But the interesting thing was, is those guys. I mean, anybody who's a professional like that, they are performers, right? I mean, they they're there to perform, and they do an excellent job. And Def Leppard's always great. But Joe Elliott was so sick. He could barely even talk. And, wow. and I mean, he was sweating and, and, and hoarse. And I, I know they kept playing with the sound and stuff, trying to get it so it sounded okay. Actually, I felt so sorry for the guy. I almost wanted him to go home. Just to Have they been pet. touring for a long time? Yeah, they've been touring a lot. Yeah, uh, so. uh, this is the second. They've been here twice in about a year. And they've got a new album coming out. And I, they said they were going to come back again in another year. But they were phenomenal. But he was so sick, the yeah. poor guy. You know, I went up to the Gorge over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. To watch Dave Matthews band, and uh, God, I love those guys. You know, yeah, and I hadn't been to a show in four or five years. I used to be one of those junkies that was yeah, one yeah, of the Dave know, junkies. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, you know, just and and I had to get the reserved seating and as close as possible, right. and go to all shows. And this time, you know, I went with a group of people that we used to go with all the time, and we mm-hmm. decided, hey, we're gonna go General Admission. You know what? It was so nice to be in General Admission, sit on a blanket, you know, be. You know, if you haven't been to the Gorge. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, there. it's beautiful. I mean, it's just yeah. you're, you're seeing the river, and it's such a good show, a good experience because it wasn't this like rush to the stage yeah, right. and feel yeah. cramped and lose right. your space. You just get to enjoy the music. Yeah, and that's music, man. That's Dave so cool Matthews. About me. You, you just need to listen to it. That I mean, guy's such a lyricist. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, the new one uh, live from uh, the New York City one. It's it's him and and uh, Tim Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, it's their second double disc that they've released over the last four or five years. It is stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. That dude can, yeah. play, can play guitar. Yeah. You know, and the thing about, you're talking about Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds, right? yeah. yeah. It's like he's not one of those, like, guitar gods, sort of, you know, one of your 80s hair band sort of. Right. You know, he's very humble in how he plays, too. I mean, you wouldn't guess that this guy can just it, wail. Unbelievable. The stuff that he can pull on on that steel string, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, yeah. Speaking it's, of nothing, you know, Tommy thing. Shaw's like almost smaller than his guitar. I did not know that. Yeah, he is short. And then, no offense <laughs> to anybody, he's short. I'm just I was really surprised about how actually he's not a very big guy. <laughs> uh, what what about the uh, the the one arm thing? The one arm. The thing. drummer. The one art. Oh man, he's awesome. Is he? I mean, he's still drumming, right? Yeah, he's he still, is. In fact, I was so. What's uh, his name? Uh, Rick Savage. Uh, the the interesting thing, I I actually after the concert a couple days later, I got in line and looked a little bit just because I was so fascinated by how how he does it. And he works with some. Um, and again, I'm not a drummer, but but he works with some folks who who synthesize a bunch of the sounds and he'll record them and then he'll set them off with his mm-hmm. other foot. Mm-hmm. So he's got all these sounds set up to help fill in the holes. Yeah. yeah. So he, he uses his right arm. He he uses the, uh, the kick drum like he normally does, and he uses the left to maybe do a hi hat or some kind of little rhythm that he pops in. And and it's really you can't you know you can't tell the yeah. difference. And he's. He's actually started some kind of foundation to help disabled kids yeah. actually with drumming and help get them technology to help them be drummers. And very fascinating That's stuff. fantastic. Yeah. That is very so cool. cool. Uh, it's, you know, those guys, like anybody else, they mature over time. They start out as, you know, crazy and yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. as they get a little older, they start thinking about life and giving back. And 
uh, and they, they, all those guys still make really good music. Dave Matthew Band, I love them. I mean, they just they're but so. But there's just something about the concert experience. You know, oh like, yeah, it's like whether it's Def Leppard, Sticks, Dave Matthew. It's Band. breaking up a fight, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, it's, speaking, it's of, getting hit on by this lady behind me. I mean, she kept hitting me. I'm like, like no offense. Well, yeah. I mean, part of it was like, like I know I'm, I know I'm hot, but. <laughs> Well, for me, it was like... I'm from JamesWhitley.net. No, no offense, but I'm like, no, lady. No, not, not here. No, not, <laughs> you know, not on a boat. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me tell you where you, you won't ever say that. The P- Lilith right? Fair. The Lilith. <laughs> you remember oh, the Lilith Fair? Oh, yeah. I went to the uh, Lilith Fair wow, with a buddy of mine. They let you in? I was surprised, actually. But I, didn't, I wasn't actually... The surprise didn't hit me until I was there, yeah. like inside at the fair. And uh, it was not my crowd at all uh there was we were all there were, and it, it was just it was a it was a lesbian show i mean it was just all couples not that all lesbians not that there's anything wrong with that but i was with another dude well that's and we right were out of place no you weren't you were out of right in. you fit right in out of what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how this show degenerates without yeah. Mary here Place for Valentine's I know. Yeah. We need to talk about something yes. smart, like uh, with, with Mary, uh, what she would be talking about, like Britney Spears. <laughs> she would. Uh, so I was reading People magazine. Talk about the great live shows. Yeah, seriously. When the when Did the artist just stops lip syncing halfway oh, through because she's so drunk. Was okay. She drunk okay. Or so here's the deal. Let me. Something. This is what according to Access Hollywood, right? And I, <laughs> I know this. Now, did Mary? Do I rarely. That or did you like look <laughs> no, no. this up? I rarely. You know. You know. You guys know me. I rarely go to the gym, right? And when I do, I'm really It's surprised. something. <laughs> it's just my looking at you. It's something really special. Is there some new technology you had to check? There out was. The gym? It was. Yeah, there was. There's a new new bike, new stationary <laughs> bike. <laughs> And it has a lot of lights and knobs yes. uh, that are flashing it's the and, new and, <laughs> and buzzing. It's the and I was there, and it was right in front of TV number five, which had Access Hollywood for an hour. So I'm riding the bike, and I'm watching the E or the Access Hollywood Britney Spears expose. And they went in some detail where they chronicled her partying from 4 o'clock Friday night that weekend uh. all the way through... Saturday night when Nick Angel, the uh, magician, uh, pulled out because he, they were supposed to do some sort of a <laughs> some sort of a, a great big opening VMA opening magic slash Britney Spears show, and he pulled out because he said she was too drunk to rehearse, <laughs> and she so and I guess she was post. depressed, so she kept drinking all the way to to the VMAs, and so by the time she went out, uh, I think she they said that she fired her hairdresser. Minutes before she went on stage, she was so in, in such a rage, a drunken rage. And so she went out and, and just sort of stumbled uh, across the stage. You didn't see it. I did not see no. it. I watched I, the video on TV, uh, or the computer. Yeah. You know, Brittany's about the only person that I, maybe we, I don't know, maybe it's the news that makes her look this way, but she's about the only person that makes Kevin Federline look like a really decent guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, before they got like married and stuff. Dad, yeah, yeah, exactly. When they were all dating, I was like, oh, honey. You, I mean, come on, right? And now when it's all said and done, you're like, yeah, Kevin. He's my mm-hmm. man. He's talented. He's smart. He's a good yeah. father. Well, okay. That oh, might be pushing it. What do you think but, about the... No. Oh, go ahead. No, I, you go. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm just wondering if the pressure that she's on... And I don't even know if it's pressure, but just being every every step she takes yeah. is documented by you know somebody. oh yeah no i mean i think she is she is poisoned 
mm -hmm. from the spotlight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's what happened. I mean, she's just yeah, money, fame. And yeah, and and then you add two kids now to that, kids, and yeah. you can't. I I just don't. Well, and to try and keep mm. up with that lifestyle with two kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a father that I know of, but <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, mom, just kidding. Um, but you know, to, to be able to be a good parent and to keep up with that lifestyle probably doesn't Isn't she make from, a like, whole Louisiana or something yeah. too. I mean, that's like strikes against her right there. Okay, see now, <laughs> props to Louisiana. Why do you have to go do that? What we have like one listener in Louisiana. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I think that there's an equation, right? And there, are, there are these, there are these performers who do it, who are able to to be performers and be parents. Yeah. And I, I don't. I think it's because, uh, you know, I'm certainly not a performer that like that. But I think it's because they remove the partying from that equation. You know, it's like yeah. when you're uh, when you're a parent, you're a parent, and you have a career, but your social life changes. And I don't think Britney is capable of that. I think she's just happened too young, too fast. Well, yeah, I'm probably not. I mean, I, 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 again, I don't really keep up with it, but I don't think she's really close with her parents and things. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have well, a lot of money and you turn 18, you think you know it all, and so maybe you divorce your parents or whatever, and, and you just don't have that guidance and, and grounding. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, because quite frankly, I probably did some pretty stupid things too, and if I hadn't had people around me to help me, right. I'd probably still be doing stupid well, stuff. Well, you know, and, so. and I read somewhere, maybe it was people or something like that but you know no but, but <laughs> what she was like she about? gave her mom some letter about you know stay away from my kids stay away yeah. from you know oh see that's just and not cool yeah, my mom would have a coronary oh man i'd have a coronary uh, thinking about doing that to my mom mm -hmm. you know? i think uh i think tom cruise is uh, trying to sign her up for scientology <laughs> so should solve all that because he's been reading about psychology and he studied it. He'll take care of that. And you find that Scientology is the thread that holds this show together. <laughs> kind of is. It's the story arc. It's a big all right. Tell me, Tom Cruise. What else so, do we have? So we, we you know, I, we have, uh, you know, other people who probably needed more love as children. Uh, Bin Laden. Mm. <laughs> I'm all about segues today. Did you notice that? Uh, poor Bin Laden has been trumped by another fake. You know, here's a guy who's just trying, when he produces a video, he wants it to mean something. And all these posers are out Come here. Out there. They're coming out here, and now it's a boy who cried wolf thing. Yeah. Now, when the real one comes out, we're all going to be yelling it's a fake when it's just been Laden trying to say, I just want to get my message to the people, to the infidel. <laughs> It's really, and we are just we're we're really ruining his mojo. It's yeah. really funny that that he's become a joke. I mean, it really. So so, and, and even I've been reading about even within the, the, some communities that have supported him and stuff in the past that the whole thing has started to become kind of kind of like a big joke. It's like yeah. a big South Park episode. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's Bin Laden again. Woohoo! You know, yeah. get out the chips and, and you know, popcorn. And is it the real one? Is it the well, Club for Men one? Okay, so here's, it... here's the latest one so that we actually have the story. The latest one came out a week before 9-11. And, uh, and it has been rigorously scrutinized. And now they say that it, it comes, like all the components that make up the video come from a number of different sources. Um, using all sorts of different technical jargon, but they really pulled it apart and said the only thing that's really true is that his beard is actually black. Hmm. Uh, but the, So you is know, that the, really him, then? Well, they're saying it is him, but it's it's culled together from different uh, sources. So is it an old one, maybe? Or? Yeah, possibly. So he might be dead. 
mean, really, for all we know. Who knows? And then when you go back and look at the message, I mean, we talked about it last week, right? The message that was in there was, Democrats, you know, you need to do your job. Yeah. Uh, well, suddenly now knowing that that's fake, who would have done that? Yeah. Who would gain by that having that message out there? You're saying it's George Bush? I don't know. I don't, I'm not that level of conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, I just Mary asked the question. Mary, yeah, Mary exactly. here. Yeah. That's the right wing that's doing that. <laughs> They're perpetuating you know? The, you know? the fear. That's the secret society that yeah. Cheney's running. And uh, you put that all together. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, he's, he's been really marginalized, I think, because it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's losing control. And, and, and it's the messages that I think he was trying, and again, I, you know, I don't agree with them, but all that's kind of starting to get lost, and well, it's becoming kind of a joke. You know, and he's definitely been overshadowed by the war in Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, and like, does he have the same worldwide terrorist yeah. sort of... I don't know, think he has the influence. He, he, I mean, I'm still feel threatened by the guy, but you just don't know. Right. Well, I, what's so funny is that at this point... The dude's probably in Bangkok, you know, <laughs> and he's like hanging out on a beach, like a nude beach somewhere, with a beard and like with, ZZ Top, <laughs> and he's working on his tan. It's yeah, good. and it's like you know, she's got legs, <laughs> like what? And how a do, big giant black robe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I give up all this fighting. That's why you see no videos. That's why you can't do. She's got legs. Care. She's got eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, hey, speaking of. <laughs> No, uh, uh, but in it, I, I do want to continue yeah. on this vein for a second. I have been reading some news, and I think this is very fascinating too, about some um, people in in the in the Islam community uh, standing up now and saying that it should be okay for us to be able to renounce our faith or or whatever and not feel perse- you know persecuted. And it started to create some rifts in some communities, and I, and this was overseas or something, if I remember right. Uh, and and so this is. I mean, and here, I mean, if you want to be Christian or not, or Catholic or whatever, I mean, I don't, I don't know that your life is threatened. But in some societies, if you denounce your faith, you're, you're threatened sure. with your life. And and so now there's been some blowback saying, "Why well, I don't, I shouldn't be threatened for making those decisions, even if you disagree with it." Mm-hmm. And so that's starting to cause some risks, which is really so. In some ways, it's kind of fascinating because it creates this big dialogue that maybe even didn't exist before. Yeah. So maybe over time, it, it's a good dialogue to have. Uh, even though it was started yeah. in a very poor way, but there isn't that you know, in those, you know, from my very limited knowledge, there isn't that whole separation of church and state in these other countries, yeah, no. which has always made you know here it's always even though it might not you know the lines are really blurred when it comes to it, it's still something that's on the forefront of people's mm-hmm. mind that there is a separation. So mm-hmm. you have states, you know, you have countries that can really mandate mm-hmm. religious expression, so. Well, that's, it's, it's a difficult conversation for them to have. Yeah, and to ask them to not right. to separate church and state here? is very difficult for them because that's not how they're designed. Were you talking about communities here or communities? Well, that's what no, I was going to say. I, I, anymore, I was, how is that different than yeah. what we're doing right now? I was talking about communities uh, in, in other parts of the okay. world. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if people are threatened in the United States for doubts in their faith. I mean, I, I would hope not. But, uh, but I, I, know that there's, I know there's a lot of pressure. I mean, you look at Saddam Rushdie, right? I mean, he... Solomon Solomon Rushdie. He said, well, maybe some of the Quran wasn't quite what we cracked up to be, and all of a sudden kill him, you know, and, and the guy's been hiding for all these years. So, I mean, that, it's a little yeah, different. I mean, he's, There's a certain segment that, that really, if you try to 
say anything negative, they, it's, they, there's a lot of pushback. And so I think it's good to see the dialogue that says maybe, maybe there shouldn't be. Maybe we should have, maybe it's okay to have your own opinion. Yeah, although, you know, to be fair, the message in the Satanic Verses was not, you know, maybe Islam isn't what it's cracked up to be. It was, it, it was, he used some very volatile language. Yeah, he did. I think, he, I mean, that's old news, but... It is, I mean, but he, he only just recently came out of hiding. I mean, the guy's... Yeah. It's, uh, it's... Anyway, you know, I met him once. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, did you talk with him or just shake his I did, I did. I was part, we organized a... Well, short story long, a, a peace and, and violence uh, uh, symposium at my university, you know, Very years cool. and years ago, and he was one of the featured speakers, and he came with bodyguards, and he, we, yeah. they brought him in three minutes before he was to go on, and we had two minutes afterwards, and then he was gone. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting speech. So, anyhow, uh, so yeah, so uh, who knows, but the real thrust of this whole discussion is, happy 9-11 day to you both. What yes. did you do to celebrate uh, when was that? Wednesday? Yeah, I think Tuesday. so. Tuesday? Tuesday. What did you do? What did I do? I taught class. I it's, it's Patriot Day, yeah, to, be, to be fair. I have had a very hard time calling it that. It's Patriot Day. That's really. what, it's a holiday. Hmm. Is it bad uh, of me to I say didn't do that anything. I tried to do business as usual? Yeah, I you did know, too. Is that wrong of me to I don't think so. Say that? You know, and I was reading, art, you know, you get online, I was reading articles and you know, a lot of them were, oh, America's forgot about September 11th. And, you know, well, I think we're constantly reminded of it by, you know, the things that are going on around us. But when is it okay to start moving on? You know, okay, it's been six years. Is it okay that we look forward instead of backwards? Or and that's the thing that gets me. It, you know, yeah. Is it okay that I'm not, you know, that, yeah, I remember where I was and what happened and the, everything that happened after that. But is it okay for me to say, guess what, I'm <laughs> well, here's the thing with the, here's the thing with the with holidays anymore. I don't think this one has staying power. I don't think it's going to stick because I think to celebrate the the level of trauma that a subset of the population felt quite directly and that the population as a whole felt indirectly is something like you say the people are going to move on from. And I don't think that there's I, I mean there's no way you could monetize Patriot Day, right. you know, and that's what. That's what holidays are about in this country anymore. Yeah. Right? I mean, look at Memorial Day and Labor Day. Yeah. You know, equally important events in the history of, you know, the founding of our nation, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot. I, I, I knew it was there, and I, I paid attention, and I thought about it a little bit, but in some ways it was, how do I... Uh, how do I go about trying to build a community and a nation and a life that that is not worried about being scared about terrorism, that is not worried that, you know, that somebody's going to back a truck up and blow stuff up? How do I just do my life the best of my ability, and, and, and that's the best I can do? Yeah. And, and if I do that and I do that well, then that's the best way I can give back. Yeah. Because I, if I ran around scared and I'm all worried and stuff, then that, that doesn't really, that's not what the people who died would want you to do, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think they would want you to say, you know, remember us and, and, and build a life, build a country, and don't don't spend your time worrying around being scared and trying to, you know, take away everybody's liberty and all that kind of stuff. Just to... so, were you guys inundated with with like press about Patriot Day? I mean, no. on on the day, did no. you notice? Nope. nope. No, I mean, I woke it was up like a non-story. Early. I mean, you yeah. wake up and you sit there and you go, "Okay, it's 9/11. September 11th." 
you know, like when you're going through your daily thing, you know, you're looking at your calendar, you say it's September 11th. Okay. I thought about what I, what I did. So, so I take myself back. Where was I? What was I doing? When it, when it, you know, the towers got hit in the first place. So I Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, and then I spent a little time thinking about, you know, things and events since then, but no, it was kind of a non-event. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a funny thing. It hit me at the uh, like I woke up wondering what kind of coverage there would be, uh-huh. and I just found very very little. Uh, what and coverage I was, surprised. was on 9/11? Was it Iraq and Afghanistan? I don't know. I'd have to. What do you mean on, on that this day? This year? Yeah, this year. So what was the hot news of the day? Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really. Speaking of segues, oh, the man. big story is Bill Belichick. No, no doubt. <laughs> uh, you know, but <laughs> no, we should talk about Bill Belichick. But I, uh, I don't think we're done talking about this. I mean, like, okay. I it just seems to done. me. All right, what do you have? Uh, nothing. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean it, there was a moment you're of made silence. Made to feel bad though for not for wanting to move on. It seems yes, like, to me, that's oh, the story. I see your point. You know, yeah. like you may. You know, it's, because it's, if you want to move on, you're not a patriot. You never forget, and yeah, and yeah. But you know what? We, that's what we do as people. Maybe we've got a short attention span, but we move on, and mm-hmm. hopefully, we're better because of it. And well, well it's know, kind of a I'm gift. I mean, if the, you didn't move on, you'd always, I mean, you'd right. be stuck in that yeah. place in your life. You know, and, I fly not frequently, but I fly. I'm, you know, and I go to the airport. I'm not threatened at the airport, but you have to go through all the BS rigmarole. Right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't sit there and think. That was a product of September 11th. Right. Maybe it was, but now it's just so yeah. indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah, it's what we do now. Okay, I arrive an hour and a half early. It's what I do. Hmm. So, well, and we're still stuck in this position of everybody wanting change, you know. And 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 I think there's there's you know such this building sentiment. I mean, you look at this other story here that uh, you know military families. Uh, their donations to uh, typically have gone to Republican candidates and those supporting the war and they're saying that over the last um, over the last uh, cycle we've got uh, you know 40% of those military families now donating to democratic candidates and what does that say about wanting change the environment of needing change in this country and how is that reflected in celebrating something that yeah. in large part was the the genesis of the sentiment we're all feeling today uh, it's a good point I, mean, I think i think everybody's not everybody it's a Generalization, but people tend to be really weary of the whole. Uh, of, and, and war takes a long time, so I, I, I hate to say that, and, and I don't want to be the crowd that says pull out, pull out, because I mean, I think yeah. everything takes time, and you have to kind of manage that. But at the same time, there's this underlying sense of weariness, I think, of in, in a lot of fronts. Uh, it ties back to, and I, you know, me, I always drive everything back to the economy that's struggling and healthcare issues. And, you have you have men and women doing a fantastic job deploying them overseas, and the challenges that that happens mm-hmm. to their families, and just everything combined together. It's like we're not in that spot that we want to be, and I think people are like, we got to change something, mm-hmm. and so that's why they're like, hey, I'm, I'm, obviously the Republicans could pull it off, so I'm going to vote for the other side. And, yeah, uh, I you can't blame them for that, you know. Yeah. Um, no Ross Perot to vote for, I guess. So, <laughs> but that's the you know that's the other thing too is are the options, you know, it's the. Yeah, I don't think there's are there any real options. That we, That's what I'm saying. There, you know, are the Democrats going to do anything better? Are they going to? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, on the and Democrat then what's going to happen when it, you know it's this whole pendulum that just swings back and forth, back and forth, and it's yeah, we're extremely you know to the left in a liberal country, and now we're right. extremely to the right, and 
there's no other where do I fit in yeah there? you know somebody who, you know I, really goes it's a good question I I'm I don't know I struggle with the same thing and I mean there aren't a lot of candidates that I hear that are really talking to average Americans uh, it's just uh, you know, it's funny on the Republican I like side, to think of myself as above average but go ahead. yeah most most people <laughs> actually <laughs> most people actually do think they're above average which is which means they're just basically pretty average. Pretty average. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Ron Paul uh, on the Republican side, and he's a little out there, but you know he's the only guy that's really saying stuff that the people are actually. No, Ron Paul's not the best. No, oh, not not the white stance guy. Oh, you're thinking about RuPaul? <laughs> no, no, Ron Paul's like you know saying we the reason for example 9/11 and whatnot is because we have policies that that you know and we talked about this last week to put people in positions so they don't feel like they have any power and they they're and yeah. so religion comes in and takes over and they do desperate things. And, uh, he's like, if we would just change the way we manage things, then maybe we would have some of these problems. And uh, he's really the only one that I hear that's talking that way. But I, I don't know if they would ever win. Well, he's getting zero mainstream press. Yeah, he's getting a lot of press on the net, but he's getting zero yeah. mainstream press. And zero press in, in Midwest America where people vote. And, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay, Speaking so, of Bill Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> the real news of the week. Stuff that I actually know something about. Yeah, yeah. So, so educate me. Yeah, tell us about it. So Bill Belichick's the head coach of the Patriots, right? And this new dynasty. Very famous, yeah. uh, powerful NFL team for yeah, a lot of years. Yeah, a dynasty, you know. They've won quite, you know, three Super Bowls in you know, the past few years. And, well, their head coach, Bill Belichick, who, you know, is kind of a, you know, I wouldn't say villain, maybe that's too harsh of a word, but there are a lot of people that don't like him in the NFL, and there are people that do like him. He's a very good coach. Was caught cheating in their opening game. Uh, by videotaping the defensive assistant coaches calling in the plays and then using that to to kind of progress with their team and, and make calls to to counter what they were doing, you know. So so videotaping. Oh, let me make sure I get Bill. this right. So he's videotaping the hand signals and stuff, right? And then using the videotape to figure out how they do things yeah. and then predict what it is right. they're calling. Yeah, no, 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 not predict, but say, but, okay, this hand signal's coming in. They're going to run a blitz. Here's our right. counter. Here's what we're play. going to run. Right. Uh, exactly. And so, you know, but the interesting thing is that, you know, you ask any NFL team or even, you know, go down to high school and they say, yeah, we try and look at what, you know, we try and decipher their signals and what right. they're doing. But the NFL sent out this summer a, a stern letter that said you were not allowed to videotape, you know, opposing coaches, the opposing team, you know, except within right. these confines. And, and so they blatantly broke the rules about this, crushed the, crushed the Jets. I mean, just yeah. blew them out. Um, and now all these teams are saying, well, wait a second, you know. You might have been messing with us. Yeah, yeah. and they've been no. doing it. Here's the thing, though. They think they've been doing it for years. Yeah. And the funny thing I thought was Belichick, he comes out and he says, well, we interpreted the rules different. That's my fault. Yeah. I read those rules. There ain't no interpretation, <laughs> no interpretation of Don't use a video camera on the field. I mean, like, what interpretation yeah. do you need, There's dude? No in you rules. are cheating, yeah. and you have been for yeah. a long time. So, so then the, so wow. there's been no, you know, he hasn't said, no, we didn't do it. You know, he's admitted to doing it. Yeah. But the interesting thing is the punishment that's been doled out. And that's where a lot of people disagree with what's happened. So they find him half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. They find the team a quarter million dollars. And then they're either taking around, if they make the playoffs, they're taking away their first, first round pick. If they um, don't, don't make the playoffs, they're taking their second and third round pick. So, you know, draft picks in the NFL, it's a big deal, especially yeah. those high round picks. But what they're saying is, you know, or at least my opinion is that you suspend a, 
a player four games for substance for performance enhancing drugs. Isn't this the same way of cheating? This is a performance enhancing technology. Yeah. yeah. So there's no suspension. And the guy hasn't because, been suspended yeah, at all. No, there's no suspension. I'm, I'm really surprised they didn't suspend him for yeah. several games or the season yeah. or something because. Obviously, he knew about it because they find him more than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. He's admitted, and he said, "I'm not going to talk about it anymore." You know, we interpreted we the rules different. And a story, and and so five hundred thousand bucks for him is not a huge deal. The Patriots are going to pay that anyway. Uh, yeah, so I, I was surprised they didn't nail him for more. And I think it's well, really is that I mean, is that the power of lobbying in the NFL? I mean, it's I aren't we talking about just? Oh, that, here's the other thing that irks me though too is that so in the same week that this is happening. An assistant a quarterbacks coach for the Dallas Cowboys, Wade Wilson, who used to be a quarterback, was taking performance-enhancing drugs. So he's not playing. He's an assistant coach, and he's taking them because he's on—he's diabetic, and he has ED. So he's taking these as HDs, human growth hormones, right. yeah, mm-hmm. to help with these problems. Mm-hmm. He gets suspended four games by the NFL. Not even a player. <laughs> he's not he a player. Foot on the, you know, he doesn't. He's a coach. You can't he's even this. have ED and be in the NFL yeah, while getting in exactly. trouble. Well, Ditka is. Yeah, he was. Well, yeah. But he had ED. But he wasn't on steroids. No. But, well, he's on Viagra. He was on something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah, it feels know, really. This guy isn't, you know, and, and he, he gets And you're the, the coach. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you a role sanctioned model. this. You yeah. authorized this. You... Not only did you not let this happen, you, you, were the one that you said, supported it and said, okay, let's do it and, and over a too, period of time. The other thing, too, about the Patriots is that coaches have been saying, you know, they kind of have gotten together on this and they said, well, you know, there is a key drive that we had in the game up in Foxborough at their stadium where all of a sudden our headsets were going out. Our headsets were going out. Other oh, coaches are saying, yeah, same thing happened to us two years ago when we played there. Yeah. Or, you know, what? Yeah, yeah so, so they've started investigating for like weird frequencies. frequencies. Yeah. And there so, have been some really weird drives. All of a sudden, the, oh the Patriots somehow seem to always just, every play, just stuff it perfect. Yeah. Every play. And and maybe you think it's because they're that good of a coach, and, and, and maybe they've got that great of a defensive coach, and blah, blah, blah. And then it makes you start thinking, though, what's going on? Because this isn't, they caught that guy, the video yeah. camera. Didn't they catch him, like, last year? Yeah, they caught him at Green Bay last year. Yeah. Then they caught him at Detroit a couple years ago, or maybe last year, too removed him, maybe it was Jacksonville, another team, removed him, he left, came back five minutes later, started doing it again. So So, they've been doing it for years. But there's been this whole code amongst coaches that says, you know, you're not going to tell, you know. But finally, the coach of the Jets, Eric Mangini, who was a defensive coordinator for the Patriots two years ago and had been for a number of years, called him out on it. So Nice. Wow. I mean, come on. I mean, if if you want to... I mean, you're kind of trying to use everything to your advantage, but stay within some lines like that. I mean, you know, if somebody leaves a playbook, hey, that's their fault. Right. Right. But but you're going to get out high-powered binoculars with a videotape to try and start recording other people's stuff. It makes you think. I mean, it really makes you wonder how much other stuff is going on, though, doesn't it? I mean, that's everyone's looking. You know, he's not alone. Everyone's looking at that. But but to blatantly go against what I mean, they just it was a point of emphasis this year. NFL hands them this letter and says, you are not allowed to videotape the opposing team, you know, except in these confines of, you know, up in the booth with a whatever, and they blatantly disregard it. Yeah, so. That would be priceless, wouldn't I, it? I suspect other teams now are going to play extra hard because they're pissed off. Yeah. Like, yeah. you beat us So they're going to get stomped, think, yeah, and they're going to so. have a disadvantage. I hope so. But, you know, the other thing, too, is the players stop to play. I mean, they, yeah. They can't, so. 
but I don't like the Patriots, so I was kind of glad to see. I them. have always been amazed, though, over the last several years that the Patriots have always, even though they lost good players and different things, have always somehow managed to play really, really strong together as a team. And it doesn't mean they don't have; they're not well coached. You just if they have an advantage like that in defense, it's really crappy. Yeah. But it makes it better too because Bill Belichick's just this very bitter man. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just bitter. He's, he he looks kind of mean. Yeah. yeah. Henri, yeah. you know, he's Henri. I love it because the coach of my team, I'm, you know, big 49er fans, Mike Nolan, he says, I want to show up to, he had to petition the NFL to wear a suit on the sidelines. So he had to petition the NFL. Belichick over here wears a sweatshirt with cut off sleeves. And, yeah. You know, something. That's <laughs> and that's what they're calling him, Belichick. Belichick. Man, nice. that was just made. <laughs> for a it is. Like it's that. funny how nicknames just yeah. latch on like that or perfect. Yeah. Belichick. Well, speaking of, of, uh, uh, sports outfits that are having some trouble. Oh, you're not going to do this to me, are you? Let's do it. Let's talk about our man, Odin. Spiraling into depression. Oh, man. Here's a guy who was, you know, say this is the guy who's going to turn the team from, uh, you know, a building team to a contender. Could have had a Kim one? No. Could have Michael Jordan? No. We got Sam Bowie and Greg uh, Odin. Let's not. I mean. Come on. Tell the story. Poor guy. Okay. What am I? He telling? had surgery. Right? I'm, just, I'm really, I'm really. You're, you look a little choked up. So bit. first, first, I honestly, and honestly, again, in Portland's defense, he was the consensus number one pick. He was yes. the guy. and and there was, there were some rumors about some health stuff, but nothing definitive. And and the health checks came. We out need, we need to say what happens for our listeners who don't know, but yeah, he had uh, had some pain in his knee. And they did a just a, a check, just a scope to see what happened, and found out that he had the worst possible thing that could happen. He had microfracture surgery, which is typically about a year recovery time. So, so they did even, the surgery. Even and... I did the surgery when they went in for the scope. You know, corrected it and said everything looks good. I mean, as far as this injury, as far goes, as right now, but as, well, as far, but they said as far as this injury goes, it was the cleanest they'd seen. You know, it was something that they don't expect any complications. He's young. He's healthy. You know. Um, but that's the second thing. That's, so here's the worry, right? He had, he had tonsil problems. He had tonsil I mean, maybe tonsil. Yeah. He had a thing. wrist problem in college. Right. I mean, but I'm just, I'm just so hurt. You know, this, he's such a good guy. Yeah. Mean, yeah. But he's 19 years old, and he's already carrying the weight of this multi-million-dollar franchise on his shoulders. I just, it just crushes me. Not that he's not going to play this year, but that he's probably feeling guilt. I bet he is. You know, and yeah, I imagine he's going to have some depression. He's going to, you know, have to face and. I mean, he should offload some of those millions kid. to us. Yeah, exactly. To help him yeah. out of that. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. As a Blazer fan, yesterday's yeah, news bad. was, it was really bad tough. news. I do feel sorry for him, uh, and, and I feel sorry for the Blazers franchise because it seems like they're cursed when it comes to big men. Not that there's not a lot of there's never really been a lot of big men, good big men in the United in in, in the well, that's NBA, the and that's why you go with them. That's and why they would. So it's a roll of the dice, but uh, the. Twice now, it just it, it feels like oh no, now we're going to go through the same thing yeah. we did before, yeah. you and know, you hope it's not. The thing you know, I read, read an article by Kiki Vandeweghe, who used to play for the Blazers back in the day. Uh, he could when light they, it up, couldn't yeah, he? Yeah, oh, he could score. But and and he played when they drafted Sam Bowie, and, and he said, you know, people forget that when he was playing with us, we were beating, blowing people out by averaging twenty points a game. But more. he was a great player, you know, and like they had every every yeah. skill position matched up. And uh, people forget about that, that he yeah. was really a player, and yep. he had injuries. There's, you know, yeah. Michael Body Jordan was down. injured, you know, before he was drafted. And because he had such a great career, people don't remember that. But because, 
Sam Bowie had an injury and his career derailed. Michael Jordan even broke his tibia one year and was out for like almost yeah, half the year, yeah, three quarters exactly. of the year That's with a broken hand. Yeah, so, so people forget about that. And so there were health questions about Michael Jordan. So, yeah, I feel sorry for the and and the Blazers too. But I just I just hope it's not the same thing all yeah. over again. Yeah. And but I'm being a Sonics a big, fan, I'm very happy. I'm we got the number two pick, and we're all healthy uh, and happy. If you guys have a team next year. Or... Yeah, don't even get me started on that one. We'll do that another. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, but I'm really crushed as a Blazer fan. Really crushed. It's going to be a long year. It'll be fun because they're an exciting team. They're young. But I was so looking forward to watching them play. So, so this, since this is the all-sports uh, show, yeah, uh, another big uh, famous name in uh, the headlines is... Uh, Mr. O.J. Simpson? Yes, the juice. The juice. You know, I, I think... Got a uh, couple of, of things, right? I mean, he's he's all over these days. Got well, this first one, best -selling what, book what out you now? were talking about, his best-selling book. you got to tell that story. Um, yeah, he's got that book. He's called If I Did It, The Confessions <laughs> of the Killer. Where uh, apparently is that out or is it yeah, just... Yeah, it's been out for a while, I think. Well, you can uh, buy it at Amazon.com. I'm not, I'm not positive, but Ron Goldman's parents or family now have seized the assets I don't know uh -huh. what their term is but they get the profits of the book now they changed the title to um, something like I did it the confession of the killer or something along those lines uh, and they're taking all the profits and the debate is you know should they have done that you know this is blood money it's but the point is that he can't pay for the civil lawsuit you know, the, and so they the, get to take control. So the, they get to take control. They're not going to get your kid back. Yeah, yeah, you might exactly. as well. You know, even if you, you got it all and then but, donated it to charity. But yeah, but wouldn't it keep reminding you, reminding you of this? You know, yeah. maybe I'm just one of those people who's like likes to move on well, from stuff. But but here, okay, I agree well, with this you. is so, okay. This is it. Just to fill it in. It's hardcover. It is available now. Uh, as of September 13th, so and it's called "If I Did It: Confessions of a Killer" by Goldman Family. Oh, so here's how. But you were thinking. You were talking about. You know, would you take the money or would you? I, I, you're not going to get it back. You're not going to get your kid back. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't know, maybe you, you're inclined to publish it anyways and take the money and give it to charity or something. Well, it's a way to stick it, it to him, though, too. Yeah, you know? stick it to him. Don't let him publish it. That's well, for sure. He's the one that did all the work for it. Uh, you know? I guess the real question is do you still publish it or not publish it? Right. If you own the rights to it, do you publish it or not? Well, the cover and, is, is, you know, I mean, they're, they're pretty, <laughs> they're not subtle, okay? cover is, uh, you know, it's got a big badge on it. It says the Ron Goldman Foundation for Justice Authorized Version. I did it. Confessions of the Killer. Yeah. Uh, with exclusive commentary, quote, he did it by the Goldman family. Oh. Well, yeah. Subtle as a sledgehammer. <laughs> okay. I mean, they just, uh, they, uh, it just takes the so wind out of it. OJ. Although the rumor is, is that OJ uh, originally wanted to title it that. The, the, you know, the I did it version. Uh, going to sell a hell of a lot of books. Yeah. You know, that guy's that. slimy. Why? Why do you think that? <laughs> well, <laughs> because of this week's story <laughs> uh, that the dude is caught. Okay, what? I, I haven't read this story, so tell me exactly. No. So OJ's been busted doing something. Uh, breaking and entering? Yes. Stealing he, stuff? He's breaking and entering. He was, he was breaking in. To uh, see now, I just lost. Okay, so the hold story on. So computer. I mean, hey, did he did he walk to the supermarket and grab a pack of gum? Or, was he wearing or, gloves when he did it? I mean, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like this whole. No, this is the best. Okay, I've had it. This is the best part. It's in Las You're Vegas. It was the man. other glove. It was the other glove. You're horrible. Uh, it, it is in Las Vegas. 
he was questioned Friday uh, in a confrontation in a casino hotel room involving sports memorabilia. So he says that some of his old sports memorabilia was stolen, and so he authorized himself a sting operation <laughs> to retrieve the stolen property. He says no weapons were involved, but it was no that he, he authorized the sting to Kato go get his stuff back. was on the news heard some banging against the wall, but he wasn't quite sure. <laughs> so, he, so was there anybody else involved or just by himself? Well, no, it looks like there was no other. Uh, there was no one else involved. So, uh, so he it, decided to go on a little mission and get uh, his stuff back. And get his stuff back. Well, we have reported from the victim that there were weapons involved, uh, but the investigation is in its infancy now. Simpson is. Uh, he says there were no weapons involved, and that the blood was because he cut his hand on the glass. Uh, and the body is not uh, dissolving in a bathtub full of lime as know, we speak. You no. know how we we talk about how we felt bad for Britney Spears. Yeah, I do not feel bad for O.J. Simpson no. at all. And you know, I was trying to think about why. It's just because he's so sleazy. Yeah, you know, he, he, he hasn't acted. Whether he was guilty or not, I mean, I, you know, people have well, he's debates not about guilty. that. Yeah, but even but afterwards, the, the way he's the way he's he's kind of not just run his life, but but his total um, kind of disregard and disrespect for other people, and, and it feels like in life and his wife's memory and, and all that. I mean, it's just slimy. It feels. But he was ugh. never going to win. You know, he's never going to win if he was found guilty. Yeah. There'd be the other side saying, well, he's not guilty. And, you know, the, for those that think he's guilty, you know, they've got this perception that he's guilty. You know, he did it. So he, he's never going to get a leg up on anything he does. Yeah, I okay, don't know. Okay, this is, this is actually amusing. There's more to this story. Uh, turns out that... He was with Michael Vick. No, he was, <laughs> he was invited to a... It was a private auction. This, this, uh, to, at this dude's house in Las Vegas where he wanted to sell the sports memorabilia and was planning on getting 50 to 100 grand out of it. And Simpson got invited and saw that it was some of his stuff and wanted to go back in and take his stuff back before it was sold uh, because he, quote, didn't want to see these guys make money off my stuff. <laughs> Adding that he wanted the items for the his children. <laughs> I mean, there was some gloves in there, and there was, uh, there was a knife, there was an old knife horrible, and there was, uh, yeah. well, you know, cosmically Guy's poor guy, but man, he has dug his own hole. Yeah. So, yeah. anyhow. Yeah. Well, folks, that was the end of the All Sports Show. <laughs> uh, All Sports Beer 30. The one, nice. the one you know, part that I do well, and I, I actually know stuff more done. The sport? Yeah. Well, it just feels kind of bad, though, to stop on Bloody gloves, OJ, knives. <laughs> I'm like, what a depressing thing. I mean, come on. That's one of those events, though, where you remember where you were when you heard the verdict. You know, or, I do remember that. Yeah, where were you guys? I don't actually remember where I was <laughs> when I heard the verdict. <laughs> really? I do remember. It was a high school history class my junior year, and the, the teacher We were listening. Yeah, the, the same TV thing. On. Yeah, yeah. Turned the TV on. We watched You were in it. high school? No, no, no. We, I, was, <laughs> I was actually working, making a living, and I was not sucking off taxpayers. Like, shame. <laughs> like um, 16 year old. Uh, and, and we were listening to it on the news. And, and actually, it was really funny because the folks I was with at the time were a bunch of lawyers. Uh, and and they just shook their heads uh, to a T every single one of them. Yeah. Just and it didn't matter race, color, creed. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. 
When was that? What year was that? It was 95, 96. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Boy, that's uh, been a long time. Now. Yeah, it's been nothing. a Nothing. I got nothing. I remember sitting there and we all watched the verdict. And some people were excited and other people were like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. There's no way, you know. But Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Mrs. Morgan's history class. I, to me, I, I think the, the kind of the turning point, though, for me watching that was kind of losing a little bit of the, the what a spectacle uh-huh. uh, some of the law, the system has become. And then if you have money, you can, even if it was guilty or not, you can throw so much money at it and make it so difficult that it's very difficult to find that person guilty. And, and so then it, it feels like, well, people can get away with almost anything. Yeah. And, and they do a lot yeah. now. Try being a 15 or 16-year-old who's really uncertain of the judicial system in the first place, and you see this trial on TV all the time. That's what you think every trial is. Yeah. You know, that's how I felt, that everything was this drawn out, this dramatic, this, you know. Law and order. Law and order is, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and to find out that, you know, I served you or do you the other day. That's not how it is. <laughs> you know? Did you did you get called? No, I didn't. Uh, you just had to wait. I Well, I was, I was actually... It was for, you know, Beaverton Municipal Court. But well, you didn't have to, to serve, huh? No, did you I mean, answer questions? I didn't. Did I didn't say a word. They wouldn't so, have taken you anyways. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Yeah. So, but they did, yeah, it was actually placed up on the jury box. It was one of the... And then wow, got, you got all the way I, uh, out. Uh, I, got I just, I take one of those temporary tattoos, 666, I put on my forehead. <laughs> I walk to the plate. They're like, thanks. Yeah. They turn around and you leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm out of jury duty. Yeah. Uh, there's something about that that yeah. nah. works every time. Yeah, yeah. I think when I said something like I, you know, I hate gay people that you know they're just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the hell are you coming that? from, dude? Why do we? <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is why we have Shane on once a year. Uh, it's one thing for me to say something about uh, Louisiana. Uh, Come on, of, I was getting all, you know, all my friends were saying, "What you got to do is just say some outlandish racial comment." That's right. I'm mad that you're not going to make it. So. Oh, I see. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So, like, so why do the you know, yeah, exactly. Same thing. Antichrist on my forehead. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it's the same thing. Oh, you no, guys are both such losers. Okay, thank you, <laughs> everybody, for uh, uh, listening. For, if you've listened this Come long, back and save us. yeah, please. please. If, if you've listened all the way to the end, uh, Pete can only feminize this show so much. Mary, come back. Nice, Just kidding. dude. Nice. That, that oh, was below. Oh, that was below the belt, sweet, as it were, dude. Uh, no, I no, do my best. I'm oh, trying, to, good. Yeah. trying to metro up the place a little bit. <laughs> well-trimmed facial hair. Uh, thank you to <laughs> Mick Miniman's no John Parleycorns for letting us sit here and eat the... Uh, today we shook it up a little bit with the uh, uh, asparagus dip, which, or That's the uh, cheese dip. It was and the colorful chips. And the today. beer and the chips. And uh, we will, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, find us at beer30live.com. Uh, and uh, anything else? Yeah, do it. At beer30life.com. Until next week, we're out.